Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. Hour 2, live in Los Angeles. It's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and FS1. So J-Mac announced that it's next, is it next Tuesday? Tuesday, he will get the Seahawk logo shaved into around the temple area, somewhere, side of his head. That, that, we'll leave that up to the board, but it's coming next Tuesday. I'm a little nervous, but hey, when you open your mouth and say stupid things, you, know, you pay the price sometimes. I have a tattoo from saying something stupid on the air and losing a race. You have a tattoo? Yeah. I was not aware of that. Interesting. Right ankle. Who'd you lose a race to? I'm not going to get into it. A chain-smoking, <laughs> hash-brown-for-breakfast-eating producer who tricked me into a race on a wet, marshy field, and he had cleats, and I had tennis shoes, and I was slipping all over the place. Is that Goulet? No, it wasn't Goulet. Okay. It was another guy. Yeah, I was just, I was just joking. I know he's not faster than you. Yeah. Well, this guy wasn't either. He's a chain-smoking, hash brown for you, breakfast, you run eating, all the Mountain time. Dew drinking guy. Oh. It was very discouraging. <laughs> Mountain Dew. Oh, my goodness. And really discouraging. Okay. <laughs> so yesterday, we size up. We do this for big you know, championship games. We get the yellow notepad out. Who are the 10 best players? Six, seven on your side. History says you win. Unless you, know, you have a decided uh, quarterback advantage. So yesterday, five Eagles. And five Niners right down the middle, which is why we think it's a really probably a low-scoring, very competitive game. So let's do it today uh, here on Wednesday for the uh, Chiefs and the Bengals. Here we Number go. Number 10. Number 10, I'm going to say Joe Mixon. Um, last two postseasons, over 400 yards, blows every other running back, playoff running back away. He's the highest-graded running back on either team. I said this yesterday, I think, during the break. He reminds me a little bit of a poor man's Adrian Peterson. He can run over you. He can run past you. Um, He's terrific. You get 
He's got 184 more rushing yards than any other player in the postseason last two years. So he's a home run threat. Joe Mixon, 10. Number nine. Uh, Joe Tooney, the guard, uh, arguably the best guard in the NFL, the number one PFF-rated pass-blocking guard. He's allowed one or fewer sacks in four of the last five years. Pro bowler, all pro this season. Uh, He's about the best. He had the best season for any guard this year in the NFL, Joe Tooney. Number eight. Trey Hendrickson, rush end for the Bengals. He's the highest graded edge rusher on either team, Chiefs or Bengals, according to PFF. Last two years, 25 and a half sacks. He was just a good get for them. Um, And again, to beat Mahomes, you got to rush Mahomes. He'll be incredibly valuable in this spot. Number seven. T. Higgins, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. He's a tough matchup. He's 6'4", 220. He's just big. He's probably not as gifted as Jamar Chase, but he's a matchup nightmare. Remember when Jamar Chase got hurt, T. became their number one and was highly, highly successful. Think about this, too. Joe Burrow's passer rating when targeting T. Higgins is 113. Higher than Burrow targeting Jamar Chase. So he and T, I think a lot of it's that catching radius. He is such an easy completion with his size. Number six. Creed Humphrey, uh, probably the second or first best center in football. Highest graded center uh, his first two years, him and Kelsey for the Eagles. Did not allow a sack in over 800 snaps. He was good the second he got to the NFL. <laughs> he was, well, I think he was a late first round pick out of Oklahoma, and he was great. His first snap in the NFL, he's number six. Number five. Jamar Chase, more of a home run threat than T. Higgins. Nine touchdowns in his last nine games, including the playoffs. He also led the NFL in catches of 50-plus yards. So he is the big home run threat in this game. And I I, I think when you play at Kansas City, there's a big chance you're going to fall behind. Can you get quick touchdowns? He's the guy in the field that can get them. Number four. Chris Jones, defensive tackle, Kansas City. Highest graded player on either team. Uh, He is an interior lineman, but last four years, four-time Pro Bowler. And if there's injuries on the Bengals' O-line interior, then Jones, he'll have a good game regardless, could be dominating. He's at four. Number three. I would give Travis Kelsey three because he actually gets his hands on the ball. Defensive tackles don't. Eight-time Pro Bowler. Only Jerry Rice in league history has more playoff catches than Travis Kelsey. Isn't that incredible? 120. And again, gets his hand last week. It was insane. I think he had 14 catches. It was... (laughs) I mean, it was... Tight ends never used to have 14 targets in the playoffs. He had 14 catches last week. Number two. You'll think it's crazy. It's Mahomes. He's not playing at 100%. So if he's 80 to 85%, yes, he's got the highest passer rating in league history. My guess is, though, he's not going to have the ability, quite the ability, to extend plays. Forget scrambling for yards. Play extension. Probably not, not at his best. Number one. So I'd give it to Burrow, who, by the way, is 3-0 against Mahomes. Uh, 3-0 road playoff record. Joe is healthy. Uh, Highest completion percentage in league history. Situationally, he's as good as Mahomes, and he's healthier. So Mahomes and Burrow are obviously the best players in this game and the most important. I do not believe you can have a high ankle sprain 
and be a hundred percent. I just I think Mahomes will gut it out, but I don't I think you'll see fairly early in this game Mahomes doesn't move quite as well. If he was a hundred percent, I'd go Mahomes one and Burrow a close second. But that's where I see it right now. Uh, one quick note. Sure. I'm counting the defenders on this list. Let's see. We got Chris Jones, Trey Hendrickson. That's it. There's going to be points here. I believe I'm with you on that one. So I think the NFC is very low scoring. The AFC is very high scoring. I would agree. Okay. Peter Schrager, Fox Sports reporter. The season with Peter Schrager. It's his great podcast. What'd you make of that list, first of all, Shrek? you like any of it? You dislike any of it? I, I like what Jason has to say. There's a couple guys out there, Nick Bolton, Von Bell, uh, Logan Wilson, who would make an argument and say, hey, we uh, we play defense too, you know, in this league. <laughs> yeah, no, Bell's been a good get for them. He really has been. Um, all right, Denver coaching search. I was told this week, listen, they, they've interviewed Sean Payton twice and they like Sean Payton, but there's things to consider here. Draft capital. Russell Wilson's really expensive. O-line's a bit of a rebuild. What are you hearing on the Denver coaching search? Yeah, the Denver deal is interesting because they were first out of the gates and everyone thought that, okay, new ownership, they're going to make some plays, they're going to go and do this thing. They're taking their sweet time. The name that emerged this week was David Shaw from Stanford. Let me explain. Greg Penner, the new owner of the Denver Broncos, the Stanford MBA. Condoleezza Rice, who is the former Secretary of State, Obviously is involved in this new Denver ownership group. She also is a Stanford uh, alum. David Shaw would be a steady hand. I've also been told, back up, back up a second. This thing might take a bit and there are no slam dunks. The Shaw thing makes a lot of sense when you connect the dots like your Russell Crowe and Button Beautiful Mind, but this is by no means David Shaw's job to lose at this point. They're taking their time. Sean Payton is still in the mix. D'Amico Ryans is still in the mix. Dan Quinn is still in the mix. David Shaw is still in the mix, but I, I would be surprised if Denver was the first one out of the gate out of these five coaching vacancies, which still have not been filled. Um, Aaron Rodgers, um, I, I feel like there were years in this relationship where Green Bay was desperate. I don't think they are now. What are you hearing? It's interesting because when you're coming off two MVP awards in a row and you've got all the leverage and you've got the contract up in the balance, you're at a different point than when your team misses the playoffs and there's seven other teams in the NFC. And there's talk that maybe Rodgers could be a movable piece. Now, look, at the end of the day, he's going to have a huge say in that. And I look at the other teams and the teams that keep popping up are, are you know, you see the, the Vegas connection with Devontae Adams and how they might have a void at quarterback. The Jets, how they have all that young talent. And even Rodgers was on McAfee and he was listing some of those names. Uh, the truth of the matter is the Green Bay Packers did miss the playoffs with Aaron Rodgers and his salary is a huge suck on this team, whether he's on the squad or not. Um, I, to this day, would be very surprised if by week one we're talking about a different quarterback one for the Green Bay Packers. But I do think there's a lot more validity to it this year than there was a year ago. Um, Mike McCarthy, uh, you know, Jerry, I was talking to Matt Mosley yesterday, and he said Jerry can kind of disappear for about two to three weeks after a season to let everybody that, you know, Dak can take a beating a little bit. McCarthy can take a beating. Jerry's not going to defend him. He wouldn't go on his radio show. Any chance he could be replaced? Jerry's come out every single step of the way and has given Mike McCarthy a vote of confidence. And, you know, they've won 12 games the last two years. They've advanced from the wild card round to the divisional round. 
The interesting thing is those two coordinators who are very highly respected around the league. You know, Dan Quinn is interviewing for head coaching jobs. He's in Arizona today, and he's, he's, he's up for that gig. He's also up for uh, several others. And then Kellen Moore interviewed for the Carolina job yesterday. So you have these two coordinators who are viewed as rising stars, and Mike McCarthy is sort of the CEO. The only way I could see Jerry at this point pulling the plug on McCarthy is if there was some sort of decision at the top to say, we got to keep Dan Quinn. And the only way to keep Dan Quinn is to make him the head man. Colin, from everything I hear, Mike McCarthy is safe. They're not looking to make a trade for for Sean Payton with the Saints at the moment. And it looks like it's going to be McCarthy and potentially another coordinator next year if Dan Quinn gets one of these jobs. But there's a good chance that with only five seats available, that Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore are right back and so is Dak. And hey, let's try to get to our first NFC Championship game in 28 years next season. So I thought it was interesting um, that from respected reporters, there is uh, Mike Silver that Brock Purdy's the guy next year. Um, and I mean, I think you had heard this and reported that, that there were just concerns about accuracy, Trey Lance, scarcity of games he'd played. He was really a prospect and a you know rough around the edges prospect. He just hadn't played much football. So the story comes out, you know, kind of Brock Purdy's the guy. Yesterday, J-Mac brought up something that was interesting. He said, what if you come back with Purdy and Garoppolo? It, it, <laughs> one, one, you're paying nothing. One, you're getting kind of an injury discount. What do you make of the Purdy situation? Is it surprising? What's, what's being said behind the walls? Well, it's fascinating because right now everyone in San Francisco and Silver's got his sources and they're great. Everyone in San Francisco talking to me is like, we're not there yet. We're not even going there yet. Why would you dare go that way? Let's just focus on one week at a time. And it's a nice thing to live in the present and live in that pocket because everything's going great. Purdy 7-0 and as a starter. Purdy can't miss. Purdy, even on that play at the end of the first half where he threw it out of bounds, like, one second remained yeah. and it was almost like the gods were working with him to make sure that that wasn't a rookie mistake. Um, but this is going to be a really interesting decision in the offseason. Now, Jimmy's a pure free agent. You know, that's going to be one deal. Trey Lance is going into year number three as, as a quarterback. He's on his rookie deal and Purdy's going to be year two at a salary that is, that is the smallest salary of any quarterback in the NFL. Who's going to be a QB one. So they have the luxury. They can keep Lance and Purdy. And if they want, they can even bring in a veteran third string if they want to have that veteran guy that's there. Um, I would imagine it's going to be a true, uh, true battle in training camp. And I say that in quotes, but if Purdy keeps on winning, man, I, this, hey, look, I'll say this. The Patriots, they were paying Drew Bledsoe the most money in the NFL in the early 2000s. Brady won them the Super Bowl. Bledsoe was on the bench. Sometimes it's just, hey, it, it, the salaries you have to throw out the door. Yeah. And in this case, Trey Lance, he's still in his rookie deal. It's not like he's making $100 million. Right. All right, let's talk Bengals Chiefs. To you, what's the secret sauce to Cincinnati's success? I mean, obviously, Burrow's a special player, but what's the secret sauce? The secret sauce is that defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo. Uh, I, I feel like I've become a, a flag bearer for certain assistant coaches during these postseason runs. There are five vacancies for head coaching jobs. And there are over 25 different men who've interviewed for them. Lou Anarumo, who has been the defensive coordinator in Cincinnati the past two years, has gotten zero, zero head coaching interviews this entire season. And it's one of those deals where they all just lean into it. They're like, yeah, he's disrespected, just like the rest of us. You go around this team, whether it's Trey Hendrickson not getting a deal from the Saints that's equal to what the Bengals offered, or Eli Apple discarded by multiple teams, Von Bell discarded by a team. These are a bunch of guys who feel on defense that they have been disrespected and dismissed, and their defensive coordinator is one of these masterminds. It's 3-0 against Mahomes. He's 1-0 against Josh Allen. 
And when you come out of halftime, you don't score on the Cincinnati Bengals. It's just not what happens. The Bills <laughs> right. didn't do it. The Chiefs haven't done it. And I think they're the best in the league at adjustments defensively. So let Burrow, Chase, and Higgins get all the headlines. Let them do all that stuff. They have a salty, they have a tough, and they've got an East Coast defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, who, Colin, I know you're a West Coast guy, Seattle, the whole deal. This guy's from Staten Island, New York. Yeah. He's a different breed of dude. <laughs> I like Staten Island. Tough people from Staten Island. Don't mess around on Staten Island. You know that, J-Mac. Finally, uh, I said Mahomes at 80% is the second best player this weekend because I think one of, of his many great qualities, play extension, is he's really in a unique all-time class of just extending. It's not even scrambling. It's just extending a play and eyes downfield. He really doesn't run that much where are we at his injury? What's the latest? Okay. So Andy Reed, as we're on this, Andy Reed had a press conference said Mahomes is going to practice. So it, I'm not a Vegas guy per, by, by trade, but let me tell you something that line started off with the chiefs being favored. Then when the ankle injury became more evident, the Bengals were a three point favorite with the mere news that Mahomes is able to practice. I would imagine the chiefs would be favored again by tomorrow morning. That's how much the ankle plays into things. Now, Truth of the matter is, Mahomes at 80% is better than 99% of the quarterbacks, but Burrow at 100% is pretty scary too. Yeah. Uh, let's see how he practices. Let's see how he moves around in the facility. In recent years, Dwight Freeney's ankle, Gronk's ankle, these have been really important storylines going into big games. I don't think there's a bigger storyline on Sunday than Patrick Mahomes' ankle and what version we get. Chad Henney will be ready. He always is. But if you can have Mahomes out there and him better than 70%, well, then watch out. Here we go. Yeah. Peter Schrager, by the way, a new weekly podcast, uh, The Season with Peter Schrager. He's got a new microphone there. He's cranking. Can we get you on, Colin? Is that allowed? Can I have you as a guest? Yeah, I'd love to be a guest. Absolutely. That whole podcast industry is <laughs> something these days. Uh, good seeing you, buddy. Peter Schrager. You're the man, Colin. Uh, Thanks, DJ Matt. Kick, kick him butt. All right. New York Times bestseller, Out of the Blue, book on the Giants. <laughs> it is amazing the Giants made the playoffs and won a playoff game. Isn't that crazy? In, in a quarterback league. Isn't that crazy? Rebuild. Everybody gets lucky every now and then. You know, they caught yeah. a couple breaks here and there. Hey, you know, I saw something yesterday. It is funny that there were pictures circulating on the internet of Aaron Rodgers in Jets oh, uniforms. <laughs> he honestly, in that Jets white uniform, looked like a backup. <laughs> the, the uniform made him look less talented. But if you put him in the Jets green, baller. Well, because he's worn Packers green forever. Yeah, green's a good color. Strong, he, what, powerful. What, how would you describe Aaron Rodgers in the white jersey? He looked like Blaine Gabbert. Oh! <laughs> Too much, a little bit of facial hair. You just decided violence well, in the second hour was your move today, huh? Yeah. No, the, the, <laughs> he the, looked like Blaine Gabbert. I, I would say... That's brutal. I, I think, remember, Aaron's going to have a say on this because Aaron, in, in a way, Aaron's been very crafty. If you threaten retirement, it's a signal to the league. So what, what Aaron is saying is, basically to Green Bay, is you can't just send me anywhere. And so I, I think like when Brady left, there were things he absolutely wanted. He wanted better weapons and more of a say. He got both. What is Aaron not getting in Green Bay that he wants? I think one is a great defense. I don't think he's I think he's had one really strong defense. So I think Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans defense and for the record the Jets. I think that's attractive to Aaron. He's had good receivers. He's had great O-lines. He's had good backs. So Aaron's had uh, organizational stability, smart head coaches. 
I do think what makes the Jets and the Titans attractive, they're both AFC, and Schefter reported yesterday they're not trading him in conference. They're getting him out. The one thing, when you look, for instance, if you go look at Matt Stafford, why did he choose L.A.? He wanted a young, brilliant offensive coach. Like, what does Aaron, what has he not had? He's had coach. He's had offensive coaches, stability, good receivers, um, excellent O-line, star running back. He, he hasn't had a great defense. So I think he would say, Titans, absolutely. Like, the Jets feel like a losing proposition. But he, when you leave an, a place, if I leave or you leave, you're generally seeking something, two things you didn't have previously. Brady wanted better weapons and more say. He got both. I don't want to get too philosophical. I'm just going to throw it out there, Colin. So Aaron Rodgers has been in some very high-profile relationships. I think he's been engaged once or twice or whatever it is. He continues to bounce around, you know, late in his 30s. Um, He's never been a huge media guy. Now all of a sudden he's going on a weekly YouTube show with a former punter. Yeah, Uh, This is now two, maybe three straight off-seasons. He's been like, hey, pay attention to me. Talk about me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. I think there's something else going on with Aaron Rodgers that's not football related. Yeah. That's like a him thing. He's like talking about ayahuasca and finding himself and yeah. doing all this. He's missing something internally. I don't know what it is. Um, I know he's had some rifts with his family. I just, it feels like he. It's a lot of. He's seeking like, who am I? Like, what's, what, what's, what's going on with my life? Like, Kyrie Irving has gone through some stuff. Yeah. And I think he was going through similar to what Aaron Rodgers is going through. Yeah. But you just like fame and I, I don't know how to fully form what I'm saying, but I think you might have the gist of what yeah, I'm I mean, saying, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, generally marriage, kids ground you. He's a single, you know, Bill Simmons once said it. The, the richer and longer you're single, you can get strange because your life becomes just about you. I've got a wife. I have kids. I have sacrifices. I got pets. I got, you know, when you're rich and you're 45 and single, you kind of like to do what you like to do. Now, Aaron's not 45 yet, but Aaron is rich, good-looking, single, and he wants to do what he wants to do, and he's set in his ways. So, it's, you know, I'm not a therapist here, but I think, I think there's something to be said as Aaron is searching for something. Yeah. He's very public about what he's searching for. I think he, it hasn't, it hasn't, he hasn't found that thing, whatever it is. But I don't know. I, I feel like Nashville and Aaron Rodgers – Feels Na- like a thing to me. Nash Vegas, the bachelorette capital of America. Well, feels- even, even that, it's it's it, there's stuff to do. You're not, you know, he's been in Green Bay, which you gotta you gotta find your own entertainment. I think Aaron got a house in Malibu or did. He's got Nashville. I I can see that yeah. feeling like a, a a real defense, a respected coach, a star back. But it does create stuff he hasn't had: a great defense and a city with stuff to do in. Those are the two things, because he's almost had everything in Green Bay. Stability, power. So, so if you're setting odds on where you think he lands up. Tennessee's one. Uh, it has been from the number very— Number one. I've said okay. this for a year. I'm just going to play it safe and say, despite all this hullabaloo, he returns to Green okay, Bay. That, and that's it. That's, and it was just like a brush fire for everybody could talk about Aaron Rodgers right, for 41 straight days okay. or whatever, you know? You're, you're not wrong. So let's—but I'm saying, if you're asking me— the uh, if he does leave, oh, okay. I've been on Tennessee for a year. I would say he leaves football and quits, over goes somewhere else. I mean, do you think he really wants to start over, getting to know Traylon Burks and whatever tight end Tennessee's got give up today? One hundred million. 
You're going to give up 100 I mean, million? I, what's his net worth? He's got to be worth 300 million at least. I don't know. Go to the Google's got that. Yeah, Google's Google's got some crazy stuff about you and I. I don't I don't trust Google anyway. Okay, I'm right. a duck duck go guy by the okay, way. On the I don't even know what that is. You don't know. Okay. okay. All right. They don't track your uh, internet dealings okay. yeah. all right fine <laughs> one more herd the herd streams 24 hours a day seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Herd brought to you by BetterHelp. Flexible, affordable, online therapy. Get closer to the best version of yourself. Visit BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Herd to get 10% off your first month. It's all online. You can also switch therapists at any time. And uh, J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's continue talking about Aaron Rodgers, Colin. He has $59.5 million in guaranteed salary if he plays in 2023. But he knows that that $59.5 million guaranteed salary for next season is not viable for the Packers or any other team he could potentially play for. Here's what he said on the Pat McAfee YouTube show. There's a lot of teams because of COVID that are strapped and you're seeing With a lot of different contracts, they're pushing more money out in the deals, Rogers said on the show. 
They're creating void years to allow for an easier cap hit. So there would have to be some adjustments for sure. Yeah. Boy, Aaron Rodgers really getting in the weeds of his contract situation. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're probably right. It's probably 55-45, 60-40 he stays. My only argument has been this is about as much leverage and as good a situation as Green Bay has had because the fact they didn't make the playoffs, so there's a lot of disappointment. What they need in the draft is available if they can get a first-round pick. They can get both a tight end or an edge rusher, a receiver or a tight end. Their needs line up with their draft spot. 15, you can get the best tight end, the second best receiver, maybe the third or fourth best edge rusher. So it just lines up. Some years, um, you know, you have a top seven, eight pick and you just don't need what the draft offers. There's a lot of situations here that line up for them. The one that doesn't is the cap hit. But you're not paying Jordan Love anything. So, I, I go back to the only thing that worries me about Green Bay. By not making this move, are, are the Packers telling you that Jordan Love's a miss? Because if, if he could play at a B level, I think it's an easy time to rip the Band-Aid off. So I did look up uh, the cap stuff. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, your guy, and Robert Tanyan, both tight ends, are free agents. You could just go draft Michael Mayer, uh, the kid at Notre Dame, who's a superstar, three-year starter, plays a plug-and-play guy. But yep. does Aaron Rodgers want more young guys? Remember last year, he didn't the slow start, it. he's like, ah, oh, Christian Watson. Well, and I think, so I think Green Bay, not just Aaron, I think Green Bay looks at that and says, listen, we can get the best tight end at 15. And save money in the process. And save money. Aaron, are you going to commit to the offseason? You look at it as Aaron's like, no thanks. I think Green Bay's like, no, he just did this. You have to be there for OTAs. Yeah, we, we just bent over backwards for you last summer, gave you everything you wanted, and now you're going to screw us? So I, I think that's what Green Bay's... I think those are the conversations, is if we go get another receiver and a tight end, will you be here in the offseason? And if the answer is no, use the kid. Can you, can you imagine your quarterback not being a team player? No. I, I Listen, if Joe Burrow decided to be a pain in the butt, you just stomach it. But that's that's not what we have here. It's interesting. Joe Burrow did your podcast all season. Yeah. I don't remember him coming off and saying crazy, wacky no, he's, stuff he's, to drive a wedge in the organization. No, he's very this conservative. Is all, Aaron Rodgers is like crafting this out to create drama. I don't know, man. It's just... I think this is the like, Band-Aid. I don't I, think I'm out on those kind of guys. I'm, I've worked with one before. It is a nightmare. You yeah. know the guy well. These guys, they just want to create drama all the time. It's like sitting on the internet. Like, yeah. Next up, Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts set to face off this weekend in a great NFC Championship game on Fox. It won't be the first time they met. This is great, Colin. Back in 2019, Purdy at Iowa State <laughs> and Hurts at Oklahoma. They had an incredible game. Ended 42 to 41 on a failed two point conversion. The FS1 is re airing that game tonight. Oh, they are. Which is really smart. That's They combined for 678 (laughs) yards passing and 11 touchdowns. Look at these stats. Ridiculous. Um, That's funny. So that's on FS1 tonight. Tonight. I bet you nobody watching that game said, oh, I can see these guys playing for a Super Bowl. I remember Jalen Hurts. I saw a pretty play because with Matt, they were scoring points. I'm interested to watch some of that tonight. That's interesting. Brock, he, Brock Purdy was a, either a three- or a four-year star. I think he played as a freshman. Yeah, I think he played all years. Again, I, I, when you think about his rise as a seventh-round Mr. Irrelevant, quarterback of the NFC Championship game, why can't that be Stetson Bennett or Max Duggan next year in the right setting? And I do wonder, Colin, not to go too far ahead, 
is there going to be a coach and GM who say, you know what? Why don't we just try to cycle quarterbacks every four years, well, never pay anybody, okay, and on. have an awesome roster come around on. them? Because you look at these Niners and Eagles. Yeah. But who's those, penetrating those two in the but next those two those GMs have simultaneously stacked their rosters with Hall of Famers. A lot of GMs can't do that. So John Lynch and Howie Roseman... The Purdy thing's working because of the roster. It's not working because yeah, of Brock Purdy. It's not, agreed. You know how hard it is to build San Francisco's roster? You know, I mean, how, you know how I know it's hard? Because th- nobody else in the league's done it. Well, I, Jim Harbaugh and uh, what's his name? Bulky did it a few years ago. Well, back. it wasn't this good. The roster wasn't this dominant. I mean, did they go NFC Championship and Super Bowl back-to-back? But, but uh, go, go back to that roster. Who were their receivers? Crabtree? I mean, here you've got Debo, yeah. Jennings, Kittle. Th- those were good teams, but I it just top of my head, I don't think they. I thought they were average at receiver, if I recall. This is back-to-back NFC Championship games with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's and Brock Purdy, aver- and Brock Purdy. Now maybe it's Kyle Shanahan is just the genius. Mm. Wow. Anyways, uh, final story: the Buffalo Bills. Let's go back to them. You know, they missed their prize offseason pickup in the playoff run. Von Miller obviously tore his ACL in Week 12. After the loss, the narrative around Buffalo was fixing things. I said, fire the coach. But Von Miller, taking a different tone, here's what he had to say. Sometimes you just got to line back up, give us another year, and, and to just go through it again. Um, we lost four games. We lost four games this whole entire year. Four games out of nine, was it 19 games that we played? And we lost four of those games. You know, and... Um, we had, a, we had a great season. We had a great year. You know, I came here to have multiple shots at winning the Super Bowl. I came here, you know, this wasn't my – I didn't feel like, you know, this would be my only shot, like, this one year. I felt like I had multiple shots at the Super Bowl by the way this team was built, by, you know, our quarterback, our defense. I felt like I had, you know, multiple chances at the Super Bowl, and, and I still feel like that, man. The difference is, of course, now Josh Allen's going to start costing the team a lot of money. So now you can't keep all these guys. This was the stacked. This was the stacked roster year. I think they were a better. Would you agree? They were a better team last year with Brian Dable as as. Uh, oh, the no question. Player. But yeah. but again, the minute Mahomes' contract kicked in, and it's not even kicked in to the highest number yet. They had to get rid of Tyreek Hill and the corner ward. So that's coming. Poyer safety's probably gone. Yep. Um, and they got some needs. Like, they have to either pay or draft the offensive line because it's not good yeah. at all. So they've got holes in a bad spot. Uh, they need another receiver. They could use two to three starters on the O-line. And there's teams coming up in the AFC. That's what if I'm Buffalo, I'm like, damn it, well, Justin Burrow's Herbert, still free. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Those guys, Herbert, those guys. I mean, listen, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson were awful this year. I don't think, given their body of work, they're going to be terrible again next year. Do I you? agree. AFC's loaded. Loaded. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line News. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is Steve Covino. And Rich Davis. And together, we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right. Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio radio app.
Every Covino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rocking dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Bet Super 6 last week, Daniel won Terry Bradshaw's free giveaway vacation playing Fox Bet Super 6. This week, they're giving everyone a chance to win Terry's SUV and $100,000. Download the app, enter your picks for the NFC Championship Contest, then opt in to the SUV giveaway sweepstakes for a chance to win. I don't know who I like this week. I'm not doing picks this week because I have no idea. Stop. I don't know who I like. I have no it idea. is a very tough week, both games under a field goal. I don't know what I get with Mahomes' health. So this is interesting. So Dante Whitner was on our show earlier this week, uh, former Niner, uh, and he was talking. There was a quote here. He thinks Brock Purdy could be the second coming of Tom Brady. I strongly disagree, and here's why. So Brady, 6'4 225, drafted by a major league baseball team, always a very strong arm, 
big prototype body. And when he was coming out of high school, going to college in the mid-90s, 96-ish, I think it's about the time, USC and Michigan were both on him. Brock Purdy is 6'1", 215 to 220, uh, smaller than you'd like, and a very average arm. So I think they're totally different prospects. Um, and remember, Brady falls in the draft, but the league was not, 25 years ago, not nearly as quarterback-centric. The league is now completely driven by quarterbacks. Belichick can't get to the playoffs without a great quarterback. There are no hidden secrets. Everybody's dying to find a quarterback. You can argue they're overdrafted now. Overdrafted. And so they're totally different prospects. Brock Purdy is twitchy. He's competitive. And he's got to be somewhat smart because that offense is complex and he's a rookie and he's playing real well. But let me put Brock Purdy, let's, let's be honest here. His left tackle, Trent Williams, Hall of Famer. George Kittle, Hall of Famer. Shanahan, probably a Hall of Famer. Running back, McCaffrey, going to get a lot of votes. And he had no touchdown passes against Dallas and an 87 passer rating. He's just not wrecking the Mercedes. <laughs> okay, don't conflate that. He is blowing away expectations, and that's really powerful in any industry. But don't conflate that with he's an, he's an elite talent. He's a 6'1", 218-pound guy with an average arm. And that's what he is. He, he's, he's twitchier than Garoppolo, but he doesn't have the power arm of Trey Lance, um, the t- to top general managers, all of them in the league passed on him six times and all but one passed on him a seventh time. And again, I'll go back to this, the quarterback position now is overdrafted. We're drafting guys too often and too early. There's like Zach Wilson, number two pick in the draft. Trey Lance had barely played college football. We are overdrafting the position. I mean, Baker Mayfield, number one. Really? Small, not that athletic, average arm, number one? So, uh, you know, I I said this the other day. I do uh, top 10 most talented players in the games this weekend. So we did the Niners and the Eagles yesterday, and it's a who's who. It's a loaded team. So Brock Purdy was nowhere near the top 10. And when when we did it and we had all the guys up here, we had Nick Bosa one. He's going to be the defensive player of the year. Trent Williams, best left tackle in football. Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown. For our radio audience that can't see the graphic, Lane Johnson's probably the best right tackle in football. Fred Warner's the best linebacker, seven. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Darius Slay. If I did the next six, I would do Debo, probably 11. Um, Hassan Reddick, 12. Uh, Hafunga, the safety, 13. Ward, the corner, 14. Devontae Smith, the receiver, 15. (laughs) I think James Bradbury, the corner from the Giants, probably 16. And then then I think Purdy's in a group of about seven players. So let's not go crazy here. He is blowing away expectations. And that's... Very powerful. But Brady, 6'4 220. Michigan and USC in the mid-90s were after him. Baseball draft, catcher, big arm. He, Brady's always had – I said this for years. I thought Brady, 
Now, Josh Allen has surpassed this. Um, I thought Brady had the best cold weather arm because of his hip rotation. His ball just cut through bad weather. For years, I thought he had as good a cold weather arm as the league had. Now, Josh Allen's arm now cuts through everything. So does Mahomes. So does Herbert. Kids are bigger and stronger. But uh, I think Purdy's a great story. He's not a great quarterback. I do think he's twitchier than Garoppolo, more accurate than Trey Lance. So if you if you he, I don't think he's an A at anything, but I think you know his accuracy. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. It's never been talked about, but like for instance, you would think instinctively the Niners would be better with Josh Allen at quarterback. But what's interesting if you look at the quarterbacks that there was always a story that Shanahan liked Kirk Cousins better than RG3 because RG3 would run out of plays. If you look at the quarterback, it's very strange, counterintuitive to what the league is. Most, even Andy Reid, just give me talent and I'll figure it out. Shanahan's different. He's very much tied to his offense, his blocking schemes, and his script is that he wanted Kirk Cousins. That was reported. He wanted Mac Jones of all the quarterbacks. Most accurate. He had success with Matt Schaub, Matt Ryan. So the Niners are, whereas Nick Sirianni loves, compares him to Jordan, the athleticism of Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Bills love it. Andy Reid does. Shanahan's unique. There's an argument that he would rather just have somebody who follows his script that can move a little, a little. That's, that's why he probably... Uh, accepted Trey Lance. He likes somebody that can move the pocket a little, but he doesn't want a playmaker at quarterback. It doesn't work for his offense. He's not looking for that. So it's just funny. When you look at Shanahan's quarterbacks that he's worked with, there were stories very early that he and his dad were more into cousins than RG3 after the first year because they have this legendary offense. Pretty, I mean, you watch some of this video. He delivers strikes, pre-designed plays to High-end talent. I think Shanahan likes that. He doesn't want his guy running around. He doesn't want his guy completing 59% like Josh Allen and can't can't live up to his playbook. Now, you say to yourself, would he take Josh Allen uh, you know, over Brock Purdy? Well, any GM would. Of course, you'd figure it out. But it is interesting. If you look at Shanahan's history, it's a lot of Brock Purdy's. It's a lot of guys. Kirk Cousins, fourth-rounder. Mac Jones was not considered as talented as Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, or Zach Wilson. And that was the one reportedly Shanahan wanted. The least talented, lowest ceiling, most accurate. So you, there is an argument that Purdy is a cheap, cheaper version of what he kind of wants. He probably wishes he was 6'3". He probably wishes he had more of a power arm. But Shanahan's offense, it's history. This is what it looks like. If Purdy wins this game in Philly, do we have to adjust the way we view quarterbacks and no, play callers, no. nothing. This is just this is a random occurrence. No, it's not random. It's Shanahan is a complete outlier from the league. He wants a distributor. He wants Chris Paul. He's not looking for Steph Curry with his offense because he's winning a lot of games. Sean McVay can't beat him. Sean McVay can't beat him. The power hour next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, 
We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.